0: ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day.
1: GBC Powersports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp with an upgraded vein and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com, or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk, hey. Logan Stanfield, welcome back to ATV Talk. How are you, sir?
2: Doing pretty good. We're down here in uh, Florida, just north of Panama City, uh, getting ready for the season are you at a
1: training facility?
2: Yeah, we're at a Decker training facility. There's actually probably about 15 quads here right now. Um, a lot of traffic in and out throughout the week and the weekends, uh, people coming and going.
1: So you stay in, uh, uh, in your rig there with your machine and just like, just like you'd go to the races same kind of setup.
2: Yeah, I mean, I got the same setup. I go to the races. I got my rig and my trailer. Um and I got like my own uh parts thing and they have a mechanic here as well. So, works pretty good.
1: That's pretty awesome. Hopefully you don't need to use the mechanic at the at the uh, facility very often.
2: Yeah, it's nice not to. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm sure it is. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about 2021. Uh, you and I didn't get to connect very much throughout the year. Um, so I had to do a little um, unnormal research on my own. Uh, most people know I, I shoot from the hip uh, a lot of times, but you and I had a conversation and I read something and I, you, you just cor- corrected me before we got on taping that uh, you got eight for the year, but I see in the results, you were super consistent.
2: Yeah. Um, I was running that eighth place line. I think I got like five or six eighth places. Um, yeah, I was being super consistent. I feel like.
0: How many, how many years have you been a pro? This would be my third year. How old are you? 22. Well, you're still pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were going to say something else after uh, the consistency when I interrupted you. Oh, um, heck, I don't know. It was, I lost it now.
1: (laughs) That's okay. Um, what was going on in, uh, 2021? I know that that 10th to third place swapped around quite a bit were you just missing something in the package to get you at, out of the eighth into the seven, six, five, four spot?
2: You know, I think I was, I think I was lacking starts. Um, and I think, I think anybody would agree that starts the most important part of the race there. Um, and the sprint, the sprint for the three to four laps. And then it's like a, a good steady pace. Um, going into my third year, I think, you know I, i realized that as a like an amateur or coming into the pro class you don't really realize it and then it's just different it's hard to explain um yeah so maybe uh now i got some experience and i know what i need to be working on um i got a better shot at some top 5s and maybe some whole
0: shots i
1: want to get into that difference from did it take you a couple years to get out of the amateur mode into the pro mode? Um because um, I know it's a psychology thing, or I mean it's a mental thing.
2: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it could be
0: that. Um I've been hurt a few times and I think that holds me back some days. Um I gotta there we go. Um, but I think that holds me back. Um when I've had some
2: surgeries and I hate being down. Um and they some people that like around me, they call me the method man. Um my old trainer Travis and his uh girlfriend called me that. Um What 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 what's the backstory there? That I was just um methodical so, like they would kind of like I don't like always just strike right away. I kind of like wait in to make my move, you know? Um, I'm not always like the aggressive writer. Um, uh, but sometimes I am, <laughs> but.
1: So do you think that going into 2022, you're going to have to change things a bit?
2: Yeah. And I've been working on it. I'm um, just like letting myself push myself harder, you know, um, not worry about some of the chances I take as much. um, just like a mental thing maybe i like i physically think i can do it and it's just like a mental thing now
1: what are you doing to try to
0: change your mental game
2: um you know just being like as is i guess um not thinking about it so much i do a little extra work on my bike to make sure it's perfect so i like so that's like you can mark that off your list, you know, like your bikes your bike's good to go, and stuff like that
1: um how about uh, other than bike prep, how about physical preparation or or even mental prep to go out and and do battle?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I've been getting up and doing like warm ups in the gym um really starts to get me going, so like when you get on the track, you're not like, "Wow, I haven't even moved yet today, and I'm about to go do the hardest thing I've to do all day. <laughs>
1: What do what are warm ups? What are those? What are those consist of?
2: Um, I normally spend about ten to twenty minutes um, on the bike or the rower, just doing something light, getting me moving. Um, and then I've actually been doing a lot of that with um, Joel.
0: He's been helping me out with workouts and stuff like that. Joel Hendrick. Yep. That's pretty yep. cool.
1: He's a cool guy. I got to meet him, uh, in the last year out here on the West coast.
2: Um, Oh, when he came out and ran your guys' series.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty, I would have to say a really down to earth guy.
2: Yeah. He's super mellow. Um, I mean, most humble guy ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, for a two-time and to go to be considered yeah. one of the fastest men in an ATV in the world right now. I mean, yeah, yeah he's pretty he's pretty down to earth.
0: Yeah. That's like the
2: thing. Go ahead. You know like you don't you don't talk about racing with him. It's just talk about something else. So it's kind of nice getting away from the racing stuff. So
1: did you make any uh you know I I, I want to go back and talk 2021 a little bit. Um were there any stumbling blocks, you know, anything really that you could put your finger on that kept you from progressing other than the starts?
2: Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know one, like off the top of my head. Um, I would say just, you know, I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I, I try not to like think about like my, uh, my past, I guess. And I'm, I'm more focused on like moving forward. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I made changes to my bikes and, um, I got a little different motor package and and I was with somebody, uh, the other day and they were talking to somebody else. I was just hearing the conversation and he's like, you know, like, if you can change something on your bike, that's pointless, but it makes you more comfortable, um, you know, do it. And that's what I've been doing. And I think it's been helping. Well, I don't
1: think it's, I don't think it's pointless. I, I believe that you're going out there at a very high rate of speed with other professionals. And if moving that clutch lever or running that different brake lever or, or whatever it is, If it makes you feel like you're more secure at that speed, you should do it.
2: Yeah, that's where I've, that's where I've been lately. You know, I just, I've tried a lot of new stuff and I think I'm finally getting to where like, I, I really like my bike.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's a good place to be, right?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's nice. You know, I've always, I can't say I've never liked my bike. I've always liked my bike. Um, they've always been very nice, um, very well taken care of. But it's just like the little things that I've switched, you know, I've switched the throttle, um, exhaust, bars, stem. Um, and I've changed my gearing up a little bit, how I like. So
1: some of that stuff is pretty sizable things.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always change like my gearing and stuff. Um but, you know, like I've always been told that like I ride like over my bike a lot, so I figured you know i'm I'm six foot or so, so I went with like a little taller stem to maybe you know sit me back a little bit and stuff like that.
1: I didn't realize you were that tall
0: yeah how how do you match up weight wise to most of the other guys? Um, I would say um about. I mean, we're all really identical. We're
2: all motocross racers. You know what I mean? Um, I'd say I'm probably middle to tall. Um, Chad's tallest. And I'd say Joel or Janusta are the shortest. I'm Mm -hmm. probably mid to front. Mid to front, yeah. Wow. Wesley's tall. Brandon. You know. Most of the guys are shorter than me, I guess, now you say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the in the old days, okay, you know, not, not not like I'm that old, but um all the guy all the fast guys were, you know, five four to well, maybe five six to five seven, five eight, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then there was Joe Bird, you know, who's <laughs> yeah. towered above everybody, you know. So I'm used to the racers being smaller in the four stroke era. They're not as small.
2: Right. They're starting to get tall. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think that the way the four stroke motor works and the straight ahead drive and some of the things that you can do with the four stroke. Yes. Power to the, the, the size, the weight makes a difference, but you can still do very well with your package, even though you're maybe a little heavier and a little taller.
2: Right. You might be able to handle it a little bit better.
1: You know, I don't know. I don't remember what Chad weighs, but his height gives him leverage.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's what everybody says. You know, he's, he can stand on his bike and get over any point of his bike. It seems like,
1: yeah, it's just amazing leverage. I watched a video and we're not supposed to be talking about Chad, but I watched a video with him turning the machine with his legs in the steep sand, you know, and it's just it was like almost like it was effortless and he didn't even hardly move his
2: arms. Yeah, he's he runs through stuff, that's for sure. Wow.
1: Um when you get to work with Joel, do you do you train with him on the quads at all? Or is it just off the quad that you do most of your training with him?
2: Um, I would say a little bit of both. We normally do most of the stuff in the gym together just because it's nice to do something in the gym with another person. I feel like we both I think a lot of people feel like that. <clears throat> a little more um motivation to get stuff done. Um Moto is yes and no. He has um his two kids he takes care of. So he might have to be on dad duty for a little bit and I like to get my stuff done. So I just motor by myself or there's normally always people on the track. So it makes it nice.
1: Do you have a, a mechanic or a, a trainer that works with you maybe to take lap times or to help you work with sections of the track or anything?
2: No, um, really all the guys here, we're pretty open, you know, we'll say, you know, like, I like what you did on that. And stuff like that kind of pointing stuff out to each other. Um, and then I do pretty much all my bike stuff. Um, TDR, he's going to take care of my race bike and be my mechanic for at the race. And other than that, yeah, I pretty much do
0: all the other stuff.
1: So you take care of your practice machine and is your practice machine and your race bike identical?
0: Yeah.
2: Does, There's a few tweaks um, here and there, but for the most part, you couldn't look at them and say they're different.
1: Does, uh, you said TDR. I'm not sure who that is, but, um, oh, uh, it's Tim I'm saying it again. I'm sorry. Tim Detling. Okay. And, and, and does he come and practice with you at all to, to get a feel for what it's going to be like on race day?
2: No, he actually has like a, a race shop. Um, he builds, um, bikes. he's probably been at the races. He used to be a pro. Um, I can't think of what year off the top of my head, but he raced pro class for a couple of years. And then, um, he started to build bikes and motors and then he took off doing that. So he has his own like motorsport shop.
1: Okay. I was just wondering, usually, Riders like to spend a little bit of time with the guy that's going to turn wrenches for him on race day.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I, I was around him all last year. I was kind of like a, a sad like guy. Um, I was like, I was doing my own thing, but we were with him and he would work on my bikes all last year. So I think another thing you said that, um, like my moving forward, I think that'll help, you know, we're going into year two with him as well. So we're more comfortable with each other.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Did you change any of the shock stuff? Um, Maybe try any different suspension setups? Uh, We've actually been tuning a lot with uh, impact solutions. He's here right
2: now. Um, He got here yesterday and um, he tuned with me yesterday and we changed some stuff, um, tried a couple of different rear shocks. Um, and we're, we're still waiting on one more to work on and we should be, uh, I should be able to decide before Daytona. So
1: <laughs> is your setup for Daytona a totally different setup than you run on the rest of the year?
2: Yeah, my bike will be more tight, so, um, it'll probably turn a little quicker, get around the turns better. Um, because it's very tight. It'll be geared different for sure. Um, and I'm sure my suspension will probably be stiff enough a little bit with all the super cross um style layout.
1: Are you looking forward to Daytona?
2: You know, uh yes, yes and no. I'm excited to get the season rolling. Um I've never had the best luck at Daytona. I actually won there um when I was in A class. It I won in B and A. And I say, I just, I don't know. It's cool atmosphere, cool place to be, but the racing is just kind of not for quads there. That's for sure.
1: So you think it's not set up for you guys well enough to have a a clean race per se?
2: Um, yeah, you could say that. It's just tough to get around people. You really got to get in there and make, you almost got to make contact to get around somebody there. Um, just because most of the lines they're just you know flat turns or a little bank and for us and it's just I don't know it's different. <laughs>
1: you don't like to rub, I take it.
2: Um I don't mind it. Um it's just like it's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just oh. sketchy go two quads wide over jumps and stuff like that.
1: Because they're not as wide as the outdoor tracks that yeah. you used to.
2: Yeah, you barely fit two quads up the face. I mean, you're about you could drop a piece of paper in there, maybe it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Um,
1: I got to go back a few years ago and uh with one of the guys that raced out here, uh Garen Fuller, he's retired now, but we went out and um, he raced in the pro-am class. He was doing okay until he went head over heels.
2: Oh, that's not good.
1: Yeah. You know, it. it, it is what it is. You know, um, he, he just, what he told me is he just lost focus in the rhythm section for just a split second. And it, that's all it took.
2: What year was that? Uh, you're asking me hard questions
0: now. Um was it at Daytona? It was at Daytona. I think it was the it was the first or second year that they did it. I gotcha. Yeah, I've been around the first lot. really big. I think they had all the classes there, and
2: in the second year they might have dropped it. And they, I know they've dropped it progressively. And then last, I think the last two years, pros were the only ones, and now they're having um, I think three or
0: four classes of us now again. Do you know what those classes are? I believe it's the pro, um, WMX,
2: which would be the women's pro sport and pro am, I believe.
1: So they did end up bringing the women on. I heard through the grapevine, they weren't going to do it.
2: Yeah, I, I heard that too. And I think they finally decided just to pull the trigger. They probably had to get everybody to see if they were in, you know, um, I mean, you don't want somebody to come and have two people on the line. Right.
1: And that I mean, it looks bad for the sport too. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's that that, that that'll be great for the gals. You know, I'll be uh, I'll be happy for them to see that because they,
0: they generally don't get the same accolades that you guys do. You know. Yeah, I agree. But that, that that'll be bitching. Um so this is your third year racing
1: pro at Daytona. Yep. Do, do you show up early and watch the bikes?
2: Yeah. So we'll probably go down, um, Friday, Friday night, and then or maybe Saturday morning. I don't know. Uh, watch the bikes and then there's a couple of tracks around there. Um, I might go ride for like Sunday and then take Monday off and race Tuesday.
1: Yeah. That's so weird to race on a
2: Tuesday. It is kind of weird to race on a Tuesday.
1: And then you have a month
0: off before you go to Texas, right? Uh, I believe so. Which is, which, which is your favorite track out of all of them? Red bud. Red bud. Yeah. Why? It's like, home track in a way
2: um Crawfordville would technically be my home track because it's in Indiana but they're about the they're both about an hour and a half away and Redbud has a lot of more um events like local events um they have fun stuff like they have the grass race you literally race like a portion of the track backwards and then they lay a whole bunch of mulch down and you race through the mulch and then through all these trees just in the pretty much in the parking lot in the back parking lot and it's pretty fun so like I've grown up there and it's just kind of I like racing there I like the sand
1: I think red bud's changed a little since I was there years ago
2: yeah I'm sure it has It's it changes a little bit it seems like every year um, I don't remember it was probably like 16 or 17 and they really changed some stuff up um, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but I think it's like in the bottom section, they changed.
1: Yeah. Cause I remember going for years and all the stuff was the same. It was just never, never changed. And then yeah. now you see videos and you're like, that's not the same place I used to go. Yeah. And then, then in the series never changed up. Now you guys get to go different places um, it seems like they, they they break the schedule up.
2: Yeah, they haven't been doing that lately. You know, when I sh- started racing, we used to hit every single track the same every year. Um and I think um COVID is what kind of threw a curveball on that. Just like um I've never even heard of like sugar tree, and we raced that my first year. And I actually did pretty good there. I think I got sixth overall, but just stuff like that. It was out in the middle of nowhere. I think it was in, uh, West Virginia and it was a pretty cool place. Um, the three palms place is pretty cool. I think underground was, a um, very good track as well. Um, but the three palms school was cool or three palms place is cool <laughs> and they got a park um they have like three three or so tracks there so it's pretty neat
1: do you miss uh well did you race in the
0: pro stock class i did not last year but i did before that do you are you gonna miss it this year no you didn't like that I mean, class? I didn't mind it. Um,
2: It was just kind of one of those things. I was pretty tired on Sunday. My body was sore. And I like to watch some racing. I don't get to ever watch anything on Saturday. I'm just so busy all day. So Sunday is like our hangout at the track day, I guess.
1: So you spend your Sunday watching and supporting the amateurs?
2: Yeah, I like to go watch. Most of the classes, I mean, most of them have some pretty good battles. Um, and I, like, I, like I said, I don't get to see any racing on Saturday. So,
0: so you're, so you're not as you're a pro, but you're also a fan. Oh, yeah. I like to go watch. Do you like any other forms of racing? Um, yeah. I mean,
2: um, my, friends from texas they race um like the they race a pro light truck and i love to go watch that stuff it's pretty neat
0: and and where do they do that
2: they actually they were going out to california i think two years ago and racing the what was it lucas oil series out there yep and then they're doing the off-road champ series the past two or three years
1: yeah it's it's a little different. It it was bigger out here and now Lucas is gone. So
2: Yeah, now it's just the the champ uh off-road series. And I don't know if you heard of Ryan Beat. I think I have. Um the kid, his name's Carson, but he rides uh, or he races like under his tent. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool to go watch, especially when you're like under the tent and they're doing everything. <laughs>
1: Well, I I was very fortunate. I got to work a little bit with Marty Hart. Okay. And his son raced a trophy cart and Marty raced a truck. I was a pro too, but that is an intense operation. Yeah. Uh, You know, we, we all pitched in and worked on the truck. You know, it's, it's difficult when you don't do it all the time you don't always know what to do. I mean, but if yeah. anybody can if you turn wrenches, you can turn wrenches. And and that's not the issue. It's just uh if anybody knows Marty Hart, he was a very intense individual and very like things done a certain way. So you uh you had to learn his ways in a big hurry. I gotcha. <laughs> you know, I mean you, you guys are all a little picky, you know, I mean if you get a new guy oh,
2: I couldn't say I'm not the same way, you know, um, probably get that from my dad and I like stuff done my way. And, you know, I have my reasons, I guess, but.
1: You're the guy riding it. So you have some say, yeah. You know, uh, I was very fortunate to work for a couple guys that didn't look at the bike until it was time to get on it. Yeah. You know, and then whatever I did, they, they whatever, you
2: know. <laughs> yeah. I like, if I get off the track, I like my bike washed and prepped and fueled and ready to go. I don't like the last minute stuff. And that's, uh, that's what I like about Tim and um, the guys that work for him. As soon as we get done, they're, you know, they're moving on it.
1: How long does it take him to get your bike prepped and ready to go to the line?
2: Um, you know, it depends what day, I guess.
0: <laughs>
2: um, everything goes good. I would say they washed it, bolt check it, um, do the gas, check clutches, um, oil, you know. I'd say it probably takes um, an hour or so.
0: Do you prefer the... Do you, how do you do in the mud? Um, I'm a pretty decent mud rider. I
2: just... Like when I grew up, I always would go ride in the mud just because why not? <laughs> There's the mud. You're a little, who cares?
1: <laughs> well, cleanup is horrible.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> you were fortunate. You guys only really had one mud
0: race last year, right? Yeah. One bad one at Unadilla and it was muddy. That's for sure. Yeah. How did you fare there?
2: you know i i don't know off top of my head i want to say i finished um maybe eighth or ninth overall um
0: i was running pretty good at the start and i think i was running fourth or fifth yeah probably about about there and i i don't know
2: why i my goggles got so bad and I went through 21 tear-offs in like three laps. So I pulled in to grab my goggles and cause I pulled them off. And I kept wiping them. And I was just getting so much mud off the guy in front of me because I was right on his tail. And normally, you know, if I if I would have had a gap behind me, I would have stayed off of him a little bit. Um because taking a you know fifth place in the mud, take that all day. And I had somebody ride on me and I had to be up on him and it was just blasting me. So I pulled in and I had to get my goggles and I think I dropped down to like 11 pretty quick. And I probably, I think I made a couple passes and after that, yeah, it was, but I don't have a problem riding in it.
1: Were both motos, were both motos bad?
2: No, the second moto was actually pretty good. We probably blew about 90% of the mud off the track. It downpoured for like 20 minutes. Like a you couldn't see nothing. And then it just stopped.
0: Wow. Have you been looking at
1: the forecast? I mean, do you try to look forward to see what you think the weather's going to be like?
2: Um, No, I just show up. I'm ready for whatever. How I look at it
1: you got your rain package ready and you got your dry package
2: ready yep I got everything ready in the trailer um you don't want to be scrambling to get it ready that's for sure so we come prepared for everything um you don't want to dread going there because it's gonna be muddy
1: you're a better man than me because I just well you know what out here on the west coast it's dust and rocks yeah you know (laughs) if you're not ready for dust and rocks don't come ride because that's what it's like out here Um, i remember working back east and god it was just it it was raining all the time and it was muddy and uh, i think we went to muddy creek one time in like five or six years that wasn't just a downpour the whole time
2: yeah it's like notorious there there Iron Man and you know there's another one. It normally rains at like sunset too for some reason. It must be the month where they're
1: yeah. Promoters change the dates. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> but uh, you never know what they have going on and why they do the things that they do. Yep. What were I know that you talked about you changed the steering stem height because you ride forward on the machine. What was the reason behind the change in the bars?
2: Um, Just a different bend. So my, I would say my bars are almost the same height. They're probably a little taller now still. Um, I switched to the Renthal bars and I can fit um, more. I can fit my levers and like stuff on my handlebars better. And it's like comfortable, more comfortable for me. Different bend
1: gives you more uh, ability to move them in or out, so that you can feel more comfortable with them.
2: Yeah, so I don't have to have everything crammed in there. And, You know, unlike the pro taper bars, the bend is a like a lot further out. So when you got you know your throttle, your brake, hand guards, um, start button, it starts to cram up your bars, and then your if you want a hand guards, you know your brake might be feel it might feel funny and I just didn't like it
1: well yeah you gotta you gotta feel comfortable you know what uh what do you think what do you think the difference between twenty one and
0: twenty two is gonna be like um I'm hoping some more for some more uh better finishes i'd like to
2: do i'd really like to do top fives um I said it last year, and I think I can do it. Um, I just got to get up there in the start and maybe be more aggressive.
1: Well, you're in a, you're in a pretty deep class, you know, from, well, just from first down to 10, I mean,
0: there's some steep competitors there. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to be behind anybody.
1: I mean, you, you have, you have anybody new coming into the class to, to prepare for?
2: Um, uh, I believe it's just uh Zach Decker, the place that we're training at. He's gonna be in there. Um, off the top of my head, I don't think anybody else is coming in. Oh, Zach's be gonna be a
0: rookie this year? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was gonna be in the program one more year.
2: Um he might so I wouldn't be surprised if he runs Pro Am still. I don't know though. I don't know exactly what his plans are.
0: Doesn't talk about it and nobody asks.
2: I don't even know if he know he might not want to run pro am. Um, He might, might not. I don't know.
1: But pretty sure he's going to be in the pro class.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: Let's, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I'm going to give you a name and you give me a description. Okay. Chad Weenan.
0: Um, (laughs) I would say he's probably
2: comparable to the, one of the greatest, you know, he's got how many championships, seven, eight, or eight. Yeah. I mean, that's a a lot. That's more amateur. I got five amateur championships. That's more than I got (laughs) total. It's not including his amateur.
1: I don't think he had much of an amateur career.
2: Well,
0: he's got a pretty good pro career. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Nick Ginoosa. Um, he's super cool. Um
2: he's uh he's gotten a lot of better, he's improved a lot. Um I would say I rode with him in the beginning of my first pro year and he came down to Texas and I, you know, I felt pretty fast. And then we rode like he was a vet. I'd say he's a vet. And I was like, dang, you know, he, he kind of taught me without actually teaching me stuff I needed to work on. So that was kind of neat. Oh,
1: so you just got to ride with him and, and you picked up pointers with him from him? Yeah. Yeah. How many of the, how many of the pros do you get to spend time with? Not, not necessarily, um, working with them, but when you guys go out and ride on a specific training day, how many other pros are on the track with you at the same time?
2: Um, right now there was me, Zach, um, Jeffrey
0: Rostrelli and Joel Hedrick today.
1: All on the track at the same time. Yeah. and and how do you guys ever get into little any practice battles where you guys are just, you know, throwing it in and, and having a good time with each other?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, if we see some, somebody else on the track, even, you know, if we're on our spite laps, I'll, I'll sprint a little bit to catch up with him to give him a little bump in the turn or something. Just messing around with each other.
1: How did Jeffrey look?
2: Um, he looked pretty good. Um, he, I don't know if he really motored a lot today. He was doing a lot of testing. Um, so I never really, I guess I'd never really got to watch him today. Cause I was work. I had problems with my bike today. So I was working on my bike, eating lunch or riding. <laughs>
1: well, I'm sorry. You had problems on your machine today. Oh, it's all right. It's
0: part of it. Right. Right. And, and Practice bike woes just make the week longer? Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be going home before Daytona? No. You'll just stay in Florida until the race? Yep, I'll stay here till the race, and
2: then I'll actually probably go to Texas after this.
1: Is there a facility that you can go train at there?
2: No, there's a guy with a, um, his name is Jonathan Parrish. He has a track at his house and it's pretty nice. I mean, you could probably race on it.
1: Wow. That's pretty
2: cool. And you just,
1: you go train there for the month waiting for the race in Texas.
0: Yep. That's right.
1: How many other places do you go that are like that, where you know people across the the country?
2: Um, I would say there's a place in Pennsylvania I I can go to Texas, Florida. Um, I have quite a few places like around my house. Um,
0: That's all I've really been to. How long would you be away from home? Um, probably like
2: two to three months right off the start, and then I'll once it warms up in my house,
0: I'll go stay there. And you have a shop and a facility to to work on everything, so you don't have to do it out of the rig.
2: Yeah, at the house I do. We have a a garage, and I just do all of our stuff in our garage. And then if I need something major done, we have a, a truck shop we go. I'll go to, and if I need to do something big.
1: The If I remember correctly, your dad owns a, uh, a, a trucking company or a truck repair company.
2: Uh, yeah. Truck repair.
1: So is that what you think you're going to do when raking's over?
2: Yep. That's what I do in the, uh, I work there during the winter or I guess during the colder, it's like winter there now we got like, I think eight inches of snow or something like that right now.
0: You're loving Florida, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I work there when I'm not racing.
0: Which you race what nine months out of the year? Um. Yeah, we race or March to into August. Oh, so you get a few months off, right? Yeah. Well, last year we raced till September. Was that uh, a a diff uh, a difference in the schedule?
2: Yeah, it was like a, I think it was a last minute race, and they just fit us in at the end when they were making the schedule.
1: And everybody was like, "Oh, you could have ended it one sooner, right?"
0: Yeah. What's your least favorite place to go race? Um, my least favorite place would. Be probably be man, I don't know maybe pleasure valley why i would say i don't know i just i've never really done like outstanding there is it is it has something to do with the dirt consistency or the track layout
2: might be I'm not a fan of like hard square edge stuff. And that's how that whole track is. It's like a hard clay gets real square edged. Um,
0: maybe I'm just not a fan of the dirt. I don't know. Maybe it'd be better if that one was a rain race.
2: Maybe it might just be super greasy.
1: Do you do any, uh, cross country races at all?
2: I've tried one. I've tried, um, one GNCC. I've done a, an FTR, a Florida trail riders race. Um, the GNCC I did on like a bone stock bike, um, with just bigs on and it was terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I take it, you don't like to ride that long.
2: Um, I think I would enjoy it if I had a bike for it, but I was just beating the crap out of myself on the stalker and I couldn't get it to go anywhere. It felt like, I couldn't, it was hard to make passes. And if I had some power, I think I'd enjoy it more. <laughs> Too it much like the bus. Say that again. It was like riding on the struggle bus.
0: <laughs> the struggle bus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I wanted to ask you, you know, I brought it up briefly and I don't know if I got a clear answer out of you in the pro stock class. You didn't race it because you, you were a little beat up from racing on Saturday and you wanted to watch a little bit more. Some riders feel that that is a, and it's an advantage to go out and ride against the other pros in a more level playing field where everybody's bikes are really similar. Uh, Is that not something that you, uh, you know, found as an advantage?
2: Um, I agree to disagree. You know, I think there was a lot of push in the gray lines in the class. Um, you know, it was supposed to be a stock bike and then we could do, um, then we reflash the ECUs. And then there was a thing about like, um, the 09 clutch basket and cam off like a 09 Yamaha. And it was just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care for it. I liked riding my, um, my race bike, my practice bike. And that was it.
1: So you didn't see an advantage to running that class at all.
2: Um, I wouldn't say I didn't not see an advantage. I guess
1: <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here, aren't I?
2: Yeah. Well,
1: it's, it's okay. Everybody's got their own, their own take on it. And, and I've gotten different differing in opinions from everyone. Um, some of the writers really enjoyed it. Some of the writers didn't. Um, I think it, personally, I think it's great for the sport.
2: I do too. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from that. I think it is great for the sport where you can spend um, X amount of money and come race. You know what I mean?
0: Right.
1: Cause you get a, you get a young man that comes out of the pro am that can't afford, let's say he just can't afford it anymore, but he can race that class <laughs> against the pros and he is a pro. It's just a different format. Right and And I think that that helps the ultimately helps the pro class in general as well,
2: yeah, I mean, it was cool. I think uh, a lot of people enjoyed watching it. Um, but maybe they'll come back with something else. um you never know.
0: I don't know the 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 rumor I have is that the person in charge is pretty adamantly against it, yeah. I could see that.
1: <laughs> so, I, so I, I don't know. I, it's not my, it's not my fight to get in. Um, if somebody wants my opinion, I'll give it, but I, I just, I want you guys to have the best packages that you can, you know, and, and promote you the best way possible and get you out in front of the fans. Um, right. And your biggest fans are already there because they're racing.
2: Right. Yeah. You get the biggest fans. Are the I would say are the racers as well you know like me like I I go watch after I get done racing on Sunday
1: yeah and most of the other guys
2: are gone yeah there's some of them that stay. I think the pro class or the pro stock class um kept a lot of them there
1: but I think don't you think that the the industry itself, like the, uh, the, the amateurs need you guys there?
2: Um, yes and no. Um, you know, just like, I like to get home at a decent time on Sunday still, if I can. Um, so my dad, he likes to get up and go to work on Monday still. Um, and I know there's quite a few working dads that like to get home because they got a business to run
1: that's another point too, that is, is, is a good point. You know, uh, I know that if I spend the weekend at the racetrack, I still have to be to work at 7.00 AM on Monday.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, my dad, you know, it's pretty lenient with him. Um, but I know if you don't own it, you know, you gotta be there on time still.
1: Right. Right. You know, and, and, where i work i don't own it so i have to be there at 7 a.m you know you roll in at right. 4 a.m you're you're still getting up at you're still getting up at 6 six thirty 30 to make it work i mean works four minutes away so i don't have to drive that far but um right truck's not
0: even yeah. by the time i get there <laughs> yeah I, I get it uh it, you just you just look at what we could
1: do to grow the sport. You know, I mean, you can't add another race on Saturday because it's not fair. It takes away from your, your pro race,
2: you know? Yeah. And, you know, we've su- suggested stuff and, um, I don't know what their plan is. We've like, there's been thoughts about it sounds bad, but it it's, I think it'd be good is like bringing alcohol for fans you know what I mean? Um, you can promote, I mean, look at like, if you go to Redbud motocross, everybody there is, um, right. Trash having the best time of their lives, watching motocross.
1: You'd have to almost have, a, um, a, which, which I don't understand why the, if the pro motorcycles are going to race, why don't they have the pro quads with them on the same series?
2: Yeah. And there's the talk about that, you know, like the, the pros and the bike guys, you know, race on a Saturday. And then the quads will even race, you know, on a Sunday, make it a full weekend thing.
1: Yeah, because you probably would get fan base that would stay for both.
2: Yeah, I mean, most of the people, they probably travel quite a bit and, you know, might as well. What's another Sunday, you know, and we can, you know, we can start at 10, 12 and then do two and four, you know, and then you're home by six o'clock.
0: If it's a good, if it's an easy drive. Yeah. Some, some people have to drive. Oh, Not for us, but for spectators. Right. Yeah. Yep. You can't do them then and heck it's still Sunday and you know,
1: do you do any do you do any cross training on two wheelers?
0: Um
2: I used to a little bit. I actually enjoy riding a bike. I just sold it last year. Um I normally buy and sell their bikes and I haven't bought one lately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's too funny. How about road biking to train?
2: Yep, I like to road bike. Um I haven't been road biking lately. It's been kind of chilly here still. So maybe when it warms up, I'll get back on the bike.
1: Dude, it's way colder at home.
2: Yeah, but it's still not ideal for road biking. What? What's
1: the, what's the temperature there where you guys are right now?
0: Um, right now, it is 65. Well, you're still warmer than I am, you know. Well, it has, it's been
2: like high thirties in the mornings or low thirties almost. And then it, it was getting like 50.
0: Wow. That's unusual from there, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It was not enjoyable. Cause
1: we've been in the thirties, we've been in the thirties here. Not that we want to talk about weather, but yeah, it, it makes it a little difficult to go out in the shop. It, it, like in California, you you don't have, well, where we are, we don't have heated or air-conditioned facility. You know, you just roll the roll-up door open, and 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 there you go. And and uh, in the wintertime, it it gets kind of cold. I don't notice the heat as bad in the summertime like some people do, but
2: um, this cold weather just kicks my ass. Yeah, I'm
0: not a fan of the cold either, that's for sure.
1: Is your guys' truck shop heated?
0: Yeah. Oh, so you can just roll
1: the rigs inside and, and work on them inside. Yeah, but we do
2: uh, road service. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the older guys get to stay inside and the young guys are outside all day.
0: Oh,
1: man.
2: Most of the time.
1: We're, you're, you're the boss's son. Are you the outside guy or the inside guy?
2: Um, uh, I actually, I like working outside. I'll go outside.
1: You're way tougher than I am, dude, because it's cold out. I'm, I'm just not doing it. I am not going to do it.
2: Yeah. I'm like the all around, you know, I just try to. I do um, a lot of stuff in the shop and then my dad has a lot of stuff going on as well. Um, Like stuff he has to get done, jobs we got to get drop off. So I take care of a lot of that stuff as well. Um, like if we got to go get trailers or drop trailers off. Well, well, so it makes it easier. He's, he's 65 now and we try to keep him, you know, just in the, in the office so he can just hang out.
1: Well, just cause he's 65 doesn't mean he's old.
2: No, but he's had, he's had his time. That's for sure.
1: Uh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, well, Logan, and I will do a better job of keeping up with you and checking in on you and making sure that everything's going well. Um, we'll probably do a little brief, uh, after Daytona, uh, talk just to see how you're doing and, and, and see how it went for you.
0: Yep. Sounds good with me. Excellent.
1: Excellent. I want to know how, I want to know after the first race, how those bike changes worked out for you. Logan, thank you so much for coming on ATV Talk and giving us a checkup and and, and going over a 21 and, and seeing what 22 is going to bring. And um, if, anytime you have something you want to talk about, hit me up. We'll, we'll get you on. No problem. All right. I appreciate it. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com.